Hey, you. Yeah. Come here. Come here for a minute. No, come here. It's okay. It's okay. I got something to tell you. Yeah. No, no, no. It's cool. Hey, listen. You new here? Uh-huh. You new here, huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where are you from? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, listen. You know what's going on around here? You don't. You don't. Yeah. That's sure. Because ain't nothing going on. Ain't nothing. Uh-uh. Nothing going on around here. Nothing. Unless you're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, 88.3. That's the only thing happening here. The only thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, we'll see you, kid. Yeah, take care. Take care, yeah. Hey. Hey, kid. Kid. Look out. Look out. Look out. Oh, God. A box of chocolates Would I know To stay away oh, I said Hand off his box A box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have Half a mind to leave you Babe That means I have Half a mind to stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN Ann Arbor. My name is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture. And let's get some mood music going here about growing things. going to stop nobody knows lots of growing going on in ann arbor and coming up this weekend but sorry not this weekend but the one after that time is flying it's the homegrown festival it's coming up in what is kind of ann arbor's town square of sorts in in Carytown. and my guest in the studio is tina roselle hi tina hi mike thanks for having me yeah so uh what is your how are you involved in the homegrown festival what is your your thing there great yeah i am the pl- 
publicity chair for the okay. Homegrown Festival. It's an entirely volunteer-run organization. Um, we are a special project of Slow Food here on Valley. Um, there's about 10 of us that work um, from about February until the festival to plan it. And then, of course, we need about 200 more volunteers to make the festival happen. And we need them immediately. So That's right. <laughs> we'll, we will give you some information on how to volunteer for that. And what is the Homegrown Festival? It's a festival that's happening on Saturday, September 7th from 6 to 10 p.m. And it's happening the same day as the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market. That's from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturday the 7th. But even more happening that evening, 6 to 10 p.m. And uh, I guess since there there are so many different parts of this homegrown festival that's going to attract thousands of people, which you, if you're listening, you ought to do that. Um, why why is there a homegrown festival? What are some reasons why you have one? Yeah, um, so we'd like to take the opportunity to celebrate our really vibrant local food community that we have in Ann Arbor. Um, it's growing every year, and this festival is a way to celebrate that and also to help it grow even more, we invite restaurants to come and sell small plates. And these are restaurants that aren't always using local ingredients, but we ask them to uh, make that connection specially for this festival um, and, and hope that they continue doing that into the future. That's an interesting challenge. Uh, you know, we've seen more and more restaurants start integrating local foods into their regular menus, but to ask them to, to, to challenge them to do that's pretty interesting. Thank you. Yeah, it's a beautiful festival. Yeah. So I hear more than 4,000 people managed to squeeze themselves into uh, the Carytown uh, event area there? Yep. It takes place at the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market. Uh, of course, all 4,000 people aren't there at the same time. That would so be there's... kind of impossible. But yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, there is a little bit of a line for food, so, so come and be patient. But there's amazing music that'll be playing all night and lots of other fun things going on. So don't, be, don't let the crowds uh, deter you from joining us. So I see a flyer you have there. Is that uh, I see a chicken on the flyer? That's right. Um, I'm I'm holding our our beautiful program that was put together by um, Amanda Vizat of uh, Fieldwork Creative. Um, she's an amazing graphic designer. Our our program will be on our website probably tomorrow, and it tells you about all the things that are going on at the festival, including our silent auction and who our sponsors are and what kind of food is there and what kind of drinks we have. And. Uh, has there, what kind of music's going to be there? Is there word about the musicians at this point? Yeah. Um, so on our main stage, you can enjoy music from Wire in the Wood, Chris Good and the Sweet Insurrection, and Nadir. We're also hosting a songwriting contest that's happening right now. And so the winners, you won't know um, until the day of the festival. Those folks will be performing on our acoustic stage. So actually, that's another way you can get involved right now. Absolutely. Songwriting festival happening already. I, I think maybe we should mention the website so people can find out more already. Yes, please. Um, our website is homegrownfestival.org. And we also have a very active Facebook pre presence. So you can find us there too. Okay. Homegrownfestival.org. You got it. So again, that's happening. The actual festival itself is happening Saturday, September 7th from 6 to 10 p.m. And you have some interesting information about a, on, a, on your press release that I saw earlier about Washtenaw County's needs for the people in the county. Um, some people are hungry. Uh, Washtenaw County, it says, spends over $1 billion per year on its food, which is a uh, billion dollars is a lot of money. And less than 1% of that food is grown within Washtenaw County. That's right, yeah. Um, although we think we've got a 
a big local food industry here. Um, it, it really only is a tiny fraction, and, and we love to see that grow and to support our local farmers. It's so um, important to our community that we have that green space around us. Not only is the green space healthy, it, it gives us a beautiful community to drive through. Um, it also helps with food diversity to have local farmers growing food. Um, they grow more variety than you would find at the, at the factory farms that are growing for your big-time grocery stores. Yeah, I think it's interesting, as you said earlier, it's growing. I mean, local food is growing all the time, and it seems to be kind of infectious. Yeah, it is. It's delicious food. It's fun. It's um, it's tasty. It's healthy for the environment. Mm-hmm. There's really so many great reasons to get involved with local food. And now if I'm thinking, even as we were saying, it's just 1% of the food that we eat that's actually grown in Washtenaw County. Just the fact that more and more people are doing it, hopefully that will inspire more people to do it and more people to do it and more people to do it. I guess we've ramped up to this point. We can keep ramping up, right? Absolutely. I don't see any reason to stop now. Yeah. So uh, what kind of experience have you had that got you interested in the Homegrown Festival? What have you done in terms of, do you have... Do you enjoy gardening? What uh, got you into all this? Yeah, I grew up um, with a big garden in my backyard. I've always enjoyed eating tomatoes just picked right off the vine. You can actually taste the sunshine in them. Um, So I've I've been close to food my entire life. And uh, as I... Um, got more integrated into the Ann Arbor community. I met some amazing farmers. I love to spend um, my extra time out helping them uh, plant their fields or harvest potatoes. I've had great experiences out on the farm around town. And we've got a city that's got about 100,000 people and yet has farms very close by. So it's kind of the best of both worlds, I'd say. It's an amazing community. And there's a lot we can do together. And the Homegrown Festival, as you were mentioning, the flyer right there is an example of, of creative work. I was just also noticing that the logos and the artwork were created by a local artist, Melanie Boyle, whose medium is traditional Chinese paper cuts. That's right, yeah. Uh, You're probably best to visit our website. I don't know if I can quite describe the beauty, Mm. but um, one of our popular logos is the state of Michigan that's filled in with all kinds of local foods um, that are grown in Michigan. So raspberries and cherries and cows and grapes and... um, Oh, nuts and all kinds of food that's grown right here in our state. Yeah. Uh, what we're going to do right now, also, that, that makes me think of the fact that, well, I'm, I'm sort, of, sort of at a loss for words for a second because I see lots of uh, raspberries and cows floating over my head. So, um, But what makes this show interesting to me to do and to share with, with everybody is that something starts with food and then goes into all kinds of directions. And... I think that's something that Homegrown Festival is doing. And let's talk about that in just a second. In the meantime, there's somebody who wants to not only go to the Homegrown Festival, but most definitely wants to go home, and he's not too happy with the cook that he's dealing with. So we're going to listen to this for just a second here. See if this rings a bell, maybe. We come on this loop, John B. Sale. See 
still summer. Yes, it feels like summer. The Beach Boys feel like summer. He wants to go home. So just let him go home. Why won't you let him go home? I think you should let him go home. But that is Sloop John B. by the Beach Boys. And speaking of home, we're talking about the Homegrown Festival, which is happening Saturday, September 7th from 6 to 10 p.m. And I'm with Tina Roselle of the festival. So tell us something about some of the heirloom tastings, because I understand that uh, Project Grow and some other folks are going to have some tomato tastings. That's right. Yeah, we're going to have some really fun things to sample. Um, Project Grow is bringing heirloom tomatoes. So we'll have quite a variety of tomatoes that you've probably never seen or um, maybe even heard of before. Some green zebra tomatoes, possibly some black tomatoes, cherry tomatoes, uh, Roma tomatoes, uh, yellow tomatoes, a whole variety of tomatoes to sample. Um, Slow Food here on Valley is going to have an heirloom vegetable tasting, and I haven't heard what they're bringing, but I'm expecting some exciting squashes, maybe some eggplants to taste from them. So not just tomatoes, but other kinds of vegetables too. That's right. And the Dyer Family Organic Farm they're going to bring about a dozen different varieties of garlic to sample. Oh, wow. Yes, that should be really exciting uh, and tasty. You know, I heard that um, the Dyer family just started the garlic farm, I think, in the last five years or so. That's right, yeah. They're a pretty new farm, but they seem to be doing great and are are really growing some exciting different kinds of garlic. Twelve kinds of garlic. Wow. That's right. And I, I believe they have more like 70 on their farm, but they're Whoa. just going to bring 12 for us to sample. 70 kinds of garlic. That's just, now that's mind-blowing. And I think this gets us to the whole point of what heirloom food is about. Maybe if you're listening, you're not exactly sure what heirloom tomatoes or other kinds of food is. Basically, you go to the supermarket and these days there's a little more diversity. You might get six or seven kinds of apples or three or four kinds of tomatoes. But in the history of the United States, there have probably been multiple hundreds and hundreds of kinds of tomatoes and apples. And some of them probably don't exist anymore, but folks have been saving some of the rare ones in their own gardens and spreading the seeds around. And now they're coming back. They never really totally went away, but they're coming back. And so events like this will give you a chance to taste some tomatoes you might not have tried before. That's right. And in my opinion, some of them are a lot tastier. They just Mm. might not be um, hearty enough for shipping or they don't... um, you know, they ripen too quickly, so they can't be uh, trucked in from a faraway state. And that's why your traditional grocery stores aren't selling them. But if we, we can grow them in the farm just down the road and buy them at the market tomorrow, um, then, then we can have this diversity of vegetables you don't normally find. Yeah, there was a big yellow tomato I had last year that was an heirloom. And it was really, I was surprised just how smooth it was. Nice. And a really smooth texture to it. Tasted very good. And I and I wouldn't say I tasted it and said, oh, this is not like any tomato I've had. It had some similarities, but it was smoother than one I was used to. I mean, texture is a big deal, too, I think, when you're eating. So That's absolutely right. I've been growing ground cherries in my garden this year, and that's been quite the exciting experiment. They look sort of like tomatillos, um, and they taste like a combination between a meaty tomato and a pineapple. Oh, wow. So it's almost like the, uh, the sweet and the savory in one vegetable? Exactly. They're really very interesting. Self-contained salsa, something like that. <laughs> <Perfect>. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Now, um, 
you mentioned tomatoes, garlic, vegetables. There's also going to be some uh, Michigan beer and wine vendors. Yes. Um, we not only are going to have beer and wine, we will also have mead, uh, cider, and kombucha this year. Well, mead and kombucha in the same place. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a cool concept. Can you describe kombucha? I know it's a fermented drink. I, I Yeah. Um, so I've never made it myself. I can't um, be an expert on it. But it's been described as an effervescent fermentation of sweetened tea. Um, it's, it's made using a symbiotic colony of bacteria and yeast. Um, wow. And it is slightly alcoholic, so it will be in our beer and wine tent. And you do need to be 21 or over to, to have a sample of that. So if you want a slightly alcoholic, be, uh, slightly alcoholic cold tea sort of drink. That's right. Then it, a lot of hybrids going on here in a really interesting way. Yeah, it's, it's a very um, fun, bubbly drink to enjoy. So there are going to be uh, thousands of people enjoying music, trying all kinds of food, Saturday, September 7th in the Homegrown Festival. And you mentioned that there were going to be local chefs making plates of food. Yes. And those will be the folks, as I think we were mentioning earlier, who will be challenged to make all local ingredients. Uh, at least as many local ingredients as they can. As there many are some as things they can, that are yeah. a little hard to source here. But you were yeah. expecting people like um, uh, Frida Bandidos, uh, The Lunchroom, Lulu Eats Local, Sand Street, um, and a whole host of other restaurants. And they'll be, they will have plates there available. And, um, and I noticed here on, on the. The, the thing it says, dancing, laughter, camaraderie, and more. So those will be available, yes? <laughs> Absolutely. Plenty of uh, dancing, laughter, and camaraderie. And events for kids, too, actually. Yeah. This year, we are having a Farmer and the Festival activity. Um, and, and this is where uh, children, are children and families, of course, are going to learn about uh, life as a farmer and what it takes to grow all of this wonderful food that we're, we're celebrating. Great. Now, we're going to listen to a little bit more music. I found this is uh, actually, we were, we were talking about heirloom tomatoes. Well, I found an heirloom song Perfect. about an heirloom tomato. And this is Guy Clark. We're going to listen to a portion of this song. He, he is a storyteller, and so the story does get you swept up. But we're going to start with this story and see where it takes us. This is Guy Clark. Well, there ain't nothing in the world that I like better. Bacon and lettuce and homegrown tomatoes Up in the morning, out in the garden Get you a ripe one, do not get a hard one Plant them in the spring, eat them in the summer All winter without them's a culinary bummer I forget all about the sweating and digging Every time I go out and pick me a big one Homegrown tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes What'd life be without homegrown tomatoes? Only two things that money can't buy And that's true love and homegrown tomatoes Oh, pick it, guy That's for sure, but nothing a homegrown tomato won't care. Put them in a salad, put them in a stew, make your very own tomato juice. You can eat them with eggs, eat them with gravy, eat them with beans, pinto or navy. Put them on the side, put them in the middle, put a homegrown tomato on a hot cake griddle. Homegrown tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes. 
What life be without homegrown tomatoes? Only two things that money can't buy. And that's true love and homegrown tomatoes. Guy Clark and Homegrown Tomatoes. Understand that was a song that he first recorded in the early 80s. That was a version from a live album called Songs and Stories. And this is Pandora's Lunchbox. We're just starting to wind down here. I'm here with Tina from the Homegrown Festival, which is coming up Saturday, September 7th. And tell us about the Seed Pledge. That's right. That'll be a, an exciting addition to this year's festival. Uh, Feral Food CSA has donated a variety of seeds. Um, and if you pledge to plant them and donate them to food gatherers next year, um, you will get those seeds from the, the CSA to plant. Wow. So, boy, that's interesting. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a way that we each can take part in um, growing some local food for those that are a little less fortunate. That's excellent. And food gatherers, as we've had them on our show before, we like to talk about them here. It's the food rescue operation in Washtenaw County, which not only goes to caterers and restaurants and retailers and takes healthy food that they're not able to use, but also has been growing their garden bigger and bigger. Yeah. So now you can actually kind of volunteer in their garden indirectly or directly, but not on on the premises, something like that. That's right. Yeah. Um, you can, of course, volunteer at their garden directly, but this is a way that you can volunteer in your own home and help um, their cause. There you go. Now, transportation, when you're getting to Carytown, 
can always be interesting, especially when there are a lot of things going on. But I understand that there's going to be a bike valet. Yeah, the Washtenaw Biking and Walking Coalition has uh, volunteered to to staff a bike valet so you can bike on in and uh, you don't have to find a place to lock it up. You know that it'll be safe throughout the festival. That's excellent. Well, Tina, thank you so much for coming on the show. Great. Uh, I just wanted to mention that the festival is free this year. Oh, um, yes. yes. Thanks uh, to, our, to our amazing sponsors, People's Food Co-op and Crazy Wisdom Bookstore and Tea Room. Very good. And the website? The website, again, is homegrownfestival.org. Homegrownfestival.org. Again, Saturday, September 7th from 6 to 10 p.m. at Carytown. I want to also mention that's going to be quite a weekend because the very next day is going to be the Carytown Book Festival. Uh, that's Sunday, September 8th. So you can look up carytownbookfest.org as well. Keep that in your head. Homegrown Festival and Carytown Book Festival all happening not this weekend, but the one after that. This weekend is the cramming everybody you can possibly find into one town weekend. <laughs> I think so. That's a special festival. I think there are going to be a lot of brats and uh, mustard along with that, but I guess I digressed. But one, one just so I get that back in my mind again, uh, the Homegrown Festival, Saturday, September 7th, and Carytown Book Festival the next day. Absolutely. Well, I've been Mike. Thank you for tuning in to Pandora's Lunchbox, Arbolf, and Face the Music in just a moment. And keep listening to WCBN. Listen to Arbolf next, and that will be followed by Shimmy Shimmy Coco Pop, followed by Crush Collision. Just don't stop listening. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Keep on listening.
7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 megahertz. Time for Face the Music and another program entirely composed of archaic and arcane melodies and vintage recordings with uh, animals mentioned in the titles. This is the Animule Dance Number 2. I'd like to open with a piano solo recorded in 1924 by Jelly Roll Morton. This is the Froggy Moore Rag, apparently named for a uh, vaudeville performer who used to dress up like an amphibian and jump around. Let's bear this in mind. (laughs) 